Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. You know that the United Way of Fort Smith area has a lot of partners to support the River Valley community, and one of those partners is the Crisis Intervention Center. CEO Penny Burns is our guest today on the United Way of Fort Smith area Partner Spotlight. Penny, welcome to Koinonia. Uh, Give us your God bio, and I'm sure you didn't just wake up one morning and say, hey, you know what? I think I want to be the CEO of CIC in Fort Smith. Yeah, so I, I, I like to say I'm still a work in progress, and I, I hope that never changes. I hope that every day I can still become a better version of myself. Um, I, I always, I think, from high school on, as far back as I can remember, knew that I wanted to do something in the human service world. I just never really was quite sure what role that was. Um, which there are so many different support systems in the human service world. You know, uh, the children's area, which I did for a while through school teaching, um, and, and then I was also um, youth organization director in, in another county, kind of like a boys and girls club, and had a had a passion for youth development and youth mentorship. Um, I saw the need for more education services a few years ago, and so I helped develop some education needs in another outlying county to make sure that some kids that might normally fall through the gaps, not for lack of trying on the parents or school systems part, but um, sometimes things just get overlooked and some kids just need a little extra minute or a little extra push. So um, my husband was working on his master's degree at the time, and we sat down and wrote a curriculum for some four-year-old programs in another school district, and that seemed to be very successful in help in getting kids a head start. Um, and, and it just kind of went from there. After college, I went to Europe for a few years. I had the, the privilege. I've been very blessed in my life to get to travel. I was blessed with the gift of athleticism from a very young age, and that led me to a college scholarship, which led me to more leadership roles and was able to bring those back. But when I, I came home one summer from Europe and my college basketball coach and the athletic director at the university I went to had called and said, hey, will you come be a speaker at, at our summer basketball camp, such and such date. And so I went and I spoke, and all the kids kind of knew who Dorsey and the Wizard of Oz were. So I, <laughs> I put my story around that about there's no place like home. There's always some place to come home to. And there's always someone that believes in you. Um, no matter no matter what you're going through, some somewhere somebody believes in you. And I didn't think a lot of it at the time. I was happy to be there. But I had multiple parents come up to me just in tears, mm-hmm. uh, mostly moms after that, and said, if someone had told me at my age what you just told my daughter, wow. I would be a better person than I am today. Wow. And so that always kind of stuck with me yeah god will get a hold of, of you words, like that right the power of leadership it's it's not always about what you do and sometimes in society today we look at people and we say oh so and so did this oh what's he do what's he do Let, let's look at what they're doing instead of what they do for a living mm-hmm. um and so i've kind of developed my servant leadership attitude around that of some somebody somewhere 
needs to hear something better than what they're hearing. Um, they they need to know that that someone believes in them, even when they don't believe in themselves, and they need to know there's something better. And I think every human being deserves that. I, tr- I truly believe that human beings are, are great at heart, um, and we just have to sometimes help them bring out their greatness. Mm, that is so, so well said. Penny Burns, CEO of Crisis Intervention Center. She's my guest on the United Way of Fort Smith Area Partner Spotlight. And uh, Penny, we haven't delved into exactly what Crisis Intervention Center does, but as we do, people are going to realize, wow, you can't have somebody in the position that you're in um, and be somebody that's passive. You have to have some some gumption and some internal strength that you can uh, bring as an advocate uh, for these women that are in crisis. Uh, tell us a little bit about what CIC does. Yeah, so we're we're like no other. We are um, a victim advocacy center based in Fort Smith, but we cover multiple counties in Arkansas and Oklahoma. But through federal law, um, there's something through the Department of Justice called the Violence Against Women's Act, where women fleeing uh, and men nowadays, you know, we have to categorize everyone together federally. But it, 99% of the time, our victims are female. Um, they can file. For help where they flee to. So we get um, victims from all over who are fleeing violent situations coming to our center, some looking for safe shelter, um, some just looking for case management skills, help with relocation, utility assistance, um, filing orders of protection. They may need help with child care. There's a multitude of things that a victim trying to start a new life for herself may be looking for, and every, everyone's plan is different. But the magic of Crisis Intervention Center is we do all of that out of one building. Mm. We have a DHS licensed child care facility. We have a sexual assault clinic where we can do um, sexual assault examinations and domestic violence examinations that are both admissible in court. Um, We have pockets of legal teams in all the counties we serve to help with things like orders of protections, um, no contacts orders, custody matters. Um, sometimes divorce matters if it's due to the victimization, um, different things like that. We have relocation service um, assistance. So if they have a support system, they may be from another state. They may have moved here, but they have a support system. Other relatives or, or friends some, that live somewhere else and they just can't get there, we have ways and means to help them relocate to that to that safe place where they're going to be more comfortable. Um, it's our advocacy through victims' rights. Um, is giving them their power back. They've, mm. they've lost their voice. They've lost their sometimes desire to even want better for themselves because wow. they've been knocked down so many times. So we hope that when they come to us, not only can we save them immediately from whatever they're going through, but we can also help them sustain that safe place for a long period of time. It's, it's hard to start over for someone who's not even a victim. It's very hard to pack up and move. If you have children involved, you're uprooting them from a school system, from their friends. Um, it, it's, it's a new environment, new people, sometimes new languages. Language barrier is a big reason why people don't leave. But we want to be the smile and the hug mm. and the hey. Yeah. Yeah. We're not ever going to tell you it's easy because it's not. But we're going to tell you it's doable, and we're going to help you do what you think is best for you. 
Every plan is different. It's in our capability. We're going to do what we can do for them. Penny Burns is my guest. Uh, she's CEO of Crisis Intervention Center. And I can't even, I'm trying to fathom what, I've been involved with this type of ministry and organization going back 20, 25 years. I can't imagine what it's like today with social media as it is and how much more challenging what you do is. Um, it's, it's definitely made it even more dangerous. What we consider a convenience um, to be so accessible all the time to me is such a hindrance. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, if, if a victim comes to shelter because they're in immediate danger and they need a safe place, you're so, it's such a habit to check your phone, check right. your email, get on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or what other of the millions of social media outlets that are out there, not even stopping to think that someone could be tracking where you're at, your location services are on. Um, if that, if your abuser or a family member of the abuser, or even of you that doesn't know where you are is, is checking your status or whatever the fancy words are at the time you happen to be on it and your location services are on, they can see the general vicinity of where you are. Um, and now with Google Maps, all you have to do is hone in on that location of the general vicinity and see, oh, well, they could be at this gas station or the crisis center or this business, and they've, they've found a general area of where to start tracking you. Wow. Um, most of the adults that come through the center, we can get it, get them to understand fairly quickly, you cannot be on social media here. Yeah. We, we have computers available for you that are, are protected to help you check email or work on a resume or do housing. You know, if, if, if you're going to call someone um, locally from your cell phone, make sure your location services are off, those types of things. But um, children that are staying in shelter with parents, it's a tool for them anymore. Their schoolwork is on it. You know, it's their calculator. It, it's, their, it's their way to their friends. It's their way to normalcy. Mm -hmm. And so it's, we have a hard time navigating, telling, we don't ever want to tell a victim they can't do something. Right. But sometimes we have to say, you can't do that, and it's yeah. for your own safety. Not just for your safety, but for the safety and integrity of this entire institution and everyone inside of it. Because if one person in shelter is in danger and their location is compromised, then every staff member and every other victim in shelter, every kid in the child care center is also in danger. Indeed. Because they are, these are proven to be dangerous people. They've used weapons, strangulation, kidnapping, lots of different things against some of these victims in shelter. And so the, a phone is, a, is very, very trackable. You know, we, we're giving it to a 10-year-old, and it's something that can send a, a rocket to the moon. Right. And we have 10-year-olds walking around with it. So um, we need some more... We need some more advocacy on phone safety um, just for general population, but sure. also for people to understand that what can be used as a tool can also be used as a weapon. Yeah, in anybody that has Google of any sort loaded on their phone, you have no idea how much they know about you, truly. Yeah. Penny Burns yeah, is my it, guest, uh, CEO of Crisis Intervention Center. She's one of the partner organizations with United Way of Portsmouth Area. This is our partner spotlight. Uh, I have to ask, what in your past, what did God teach you in your past that has most helped you as CEO of the Crisis Intervention Center? Um, 
Patience is a big one of mine. You have to be so patient. You have to be so forgiving because, unfortunately, people will embellish or people will come back later and say, I didn't tell you everything. I know you gave me your time and your energy, but there's more I should have done or should have told you. Um, when they come to us for help, it's not it's not my job to judge them, to decide if they're telling the truth or not. It's my job to give them the help that they're asking for. Yeah, That's what a true advocate is, is it's my job to be their voice for their needs. Um, and so it takes a lot of patience and it, it takes a lot of being non-judgmental mm-hmm. and, and forgiveness. But um, I think that people that go into the world of, of human services, the, the best quality that we all have is our listening skills mm. and that we are virtuous people. Yeah. We, um, we believe in, in individual rights, but we also believe that um, there are things that we can do for ourselves that others have to do for us. And sometimes that's um, a man or a woman of higher power, whatever, you, whatever faith you believe in. Um, we want to help bring that to them as well. Yeah. It's a big piece of the healing process. And when people can compartmentalize what my needs right now are as compared to what my needs an hour from now might be or a month from now might be or a year from now might be, we can help them better do that. And the only way to be able to do that is to be patient. How can my listeners help you today? So we're always looking for mentors and volunteers. It's been a little different the past year, year and a half under COVID restrictions. But um, we like for groups to come into the kitchen in the evenings, talk to the people in shelter, you know, help them prepare a meal, share a favorite recipe, you know, knitting groups or painting groups, someone like that that wants to come in and just maybe teach a, a self-care lesson or wants to be a guest speaker um, at one of our group sessions. Maybe there's some financial planners or some resume builders or something like that out there. We, we love for someone to come in and share a story um, with, with groups or individuals who are just looking for a missing piece of the puzzle. Um, there's a lot of people that are alone even when they leave shelter. And to know that they have a support system somewhere in the community is is a really big deal to help them move on and go be a productive part of society again. So if someone has a special skill that they like to share and want to give up an hour or two a month, they can definitely call us on our business line. That's 782-1821. They can ask for me. That's Penny. Or they can ask for Becca. She's my senior case manager. We can help coordinate those um, volunteer hours with them. In the springtime, we'll have, you know, some outdoor activities going on. We'll do some landscaping projects, um, some painting or some power washing projects. Um, so we'll have some large group activity things available too. But we just, if, if people want to house a, a, a small meeting there, if you're a part of a, a sorority or a, a women's or men's league group or a, a church group, a Sunday school class or um, any state or federal or local agency in the human service world. We have a very large conference room. You can come in and have a meeting there and then do a tour. Always seeing the facility um, and what we do there, walking through it a day in the life of a person in shelter um, kind of brings a new perspective to the need of it. Yeah. 
um, of why we do what we do every day. So we're always open to that as well. And that, that's really the best way to understand why we do what we do is to actually see who's in need. Penny Burns, CEO, Crisis Intervention Center here in the River Valley. Tell me about the relationship with the United Way of Fort Smith area and how, how that impacts you guys. Yeah, so I've been a part of United Way since, actually since about 2005, I guess, um, when I moved back to the United States and, and located out of Ozark. Um, my my oldest child was beginning Little League, as they call it, uh, sports. <laughs> um, Little League with big egos, that's what I like to call them, but... Um, they um, they were a United Way agency, and I started volunteering through, through that organization right away, and then a year later became the executive director of that organization, um, and, and so got firsthand knowledge of the importance of what United Ways do in the communities across our area, especially small communities with a lack of resources. Um, and, and then several years later, I actually transitioned into the United Way office, and I was there for a few years professionally before taking on this role. Um, I don't think that the normal person, even sometimes some of the people who volunteer at or donate to United Way, aren't quite sure of the outreach that United Way actually has on the community mm. and the different areas that it covers. It, 99% of the needs that are in this community, there's a United Way agency that can help you filter through that need. Um, and that's a really big deal. We're not large compared to some other areas. Um, but when you put us all together in all the counties that they cover and look at the geographical area and all the people involved in that, there's a lot of walks of life in there. Yeah. You know, someone that lives in eastern Logan County, um, their needs are completely different from someone who lives in downtown Fort Smith. Right. They may have some crossover on what their needs are, but, the you know, rural outreach is a lot different than inner city outreach. Then you have the cultural boundaries that are crossed. Um, religious boundaries that are crossed. There's there's so many things that um, United Way can help people with, and if they can't do it out of their office or one of their partner agencies, they can be the referral agency to help you do that. And that that's a really big deal to me because um, I covered I covered 12 counties just in Arkansas, so I'm I need to know that someone that I know knows someone in that county. Yeah. You know, if I don't already have that connection, they can be that line that connects the dot. So that um, it's a soft handoff, and 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 not me just walking up to a a building with a mask on. Now you can't even go right. to a, a state or federal office without a mask on. How am I supposed to introduce myself to right. someone with a mask on? Yep. you know. So for someone who who knows someone in those areas or has a resource in that area to make that initial phone call and let somebody know that we're on the way to help for help is a is a really big deal. Um, the, I'm sure the giving part has been very difficult for them, just like it has been other places during this time without, you know, you can't get large groups together. And it's really hard to ask for money right now or do small fundraisers because so many of the clientele that we serve have, has also lost their job. Right. So it's, um, it's been difficult, but we've been very fortunate. We've, we've been very blessed. We have a great support system that understands our mission. Um, and we are considered emergency central, so um, very fortunate that then during this time period, I did not lose any employees. We were able to stay fully staffed and fully functioning. So that that was a whole other blessing because it has been very busy. It's been a very busy 12 months. I can't even imagine how much more 
intense a lot of your uh, uh, clients have had uh, their life over the last, you know, 12, 14 months. There's been quite a, quite a few stressors going on for people to react negatively to, so it's been, it's been difficult. Certainly. Give us the contact information for the uh, crisis hotline once more. Absolutely. So we are your regional, uh, actually part of our hotline is actually national. We are suicide trained, domestic violence, sexual assault, family violence, stalking, harassment, and human trafficking. So if you or someone you know is in need of any of those services, please call 1-800-359-0056. All of our services are free and confidential. Penny, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate what you guys do and that you're still here in the community. And can't wait to see you face-to-face again. Looking forward to it.